all day long. Present, I have no plan. But God knows on me. fire aimed right at me out to get me hmm? this one is um it's a birch wood from Home Depot it's a pretty good wood it's the weather is changing now huh Welcome back. Thank you. Maybe we can pull, if we pull the bench a little back, we can sit on the um, computer. Maybe we pull the bench. Because it's meant to be kind of two, two batches. If the whole bench can go back like a foot. Well, because no, that people can sit. I go. Yeah. Okay. It goes in place, right? You're in. Okay. You're also there. Giri, do you have a, a, your phone record sound? You have yes. a, can you, where yep. we need a microphone for, for the podcast and we'll upload it. Okay. Thanks. You have that like voice recording, you put it here. Thank you.
There's some agree if anybody wants to offer, if you already offered. Govinda, Govinda. then head gets chopped off or it gets nice to see you again live this is the actual duni <laughs> Over here, if you or if you need a bench, sort of, yeah, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, please. It's, that's why we wrap them here. Yeah. And then you. Let's see what Ma brings. We've never, we've tried. People have brought plants, but they've never survived here. Jaima, Jaima. Mangalam Mangalam Bhakta Brindevyo Sarva Lokaya Mangalam Om Stapakaya Chadarmasya Sarva Dharma Sarupine Avatara Varishtaya Ramakrishnaya Mangalam Om Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Guru Deva Maheshwara Guru Deva Param Brahman Tasmai Sri Guru Venamaha Om Sarashiva Samarambam Shankaracharya Madhyamam Ashmarachara prayantam bande gurum param param bande gurum param param. Sri Ganesha Sharada Guru Bhyo Namaha. Haryom Tatsat. Jai Ma. Jai Ma Anandji. We have a nice, nice group tonight. We'll go get dark. Now the time is changing. That's why we're doing because in a few, maybe in a few, it's gonna be very soon. It's gonna be dark. Then we have to move inside. So it's, I didn't want to do as many. So we've been reading. We've been discussing. I think this is this will be our 14th or 15th in the series. That was expected to be one class. <laughs> I should have known better. I never learn. <laughs> things would have boiled down to. <laughs> I'm an optimist. I think I can do things. I can do more than I can do. Uh, uh, on the Kali Puja, uh, um, I didn't bring the small. Simple. In the gift shop, can you grab a uh, simple Kali Puja in the gift shop bookstore? Thank you. So in case there's something I can re reference to, because I right now will be most I'm written I'm mostly going through kind of what the Nitya Kali, the larger Kali Puja, but these are just an expansion of what's in seed form in the simple Kali Puja, which is more readily available. But we're trying to make eventually the Nitya Kali Puja available. We're working on it. 
and we're very happy right now. We're hopefully, hopefully we can also put the Devanagri in also. So it'll be Devanagri. That's been missing. You missed that. Devanagri, the transliteration, translation, instructions, and commentary. God willing. Smoky. So what we, what we the last few weeks we've been doing the Devata Puja, especially the punch where we started with with Guru, and then after purification all the preliminary uh, rituals, and we did the preliminary the, the opening pujas of the Devatas, starting with Guru, Ganesha, Surya, Narayan, Shiva, and Durga, and then I think that was two weeks ago we did, and last week we did um, that's the punch Devata Puja. And we talked about that. And then last week we went through name by name or mantra by mantra the Devata Puja. And these are where we worship everyone else. Literally everyone, everything. Uh, the, the nine planets, the ten directions, the nine form, the, the nine Durgas, the eight Bhairavas, the ten Dashmahabhijas, the ten avatars of Vishnu. One by uh, the, uh, all the holy places, all holy, uh, all holy scriptures, all the great devotees. Going through that, that section. And I think in a small book, it's very simple. And here it takes, we have a few months to. We worship the five deities beginning with Ganesha. The nine planets. Indrari Dashtik Pali Bhyodamaha, the ten directions. Dashmaha Vidya Bhyodamaha, the ten forms of Kali, Dashmaha Vidyas. Matsyari Dashavatare Bhyodamaha, the ten incarnations of Vishnu. Gangari, Sarvatirte Bhyodamaha, all the holy places beginning with Ganga. Virari, Sarvashastri Bhyodamaha, all the scriptures and revelations beginning with the Vedas. Sarve Bhyo, Deve Bhyodamaha, Sarva Bhyo, Deve Bhyodamaha, all gods and all goddesses. That's a simple, we went through many more last week, but that's for the small book. And then it's not mentioned, I don't think I'm putting, let me see if it says here. No. So then we have what we do in our, our temple. We then we worship the specific deities that we have at our temple, right? So in, in somebody's home, it would be who else is on your shrine, right? You know, it's like like you have let's say you may have a Hanuman deity, you may have a Patanjali deity. So there's if you know the mantras for those deities, you have Jesus and Mary on your shrine, right? Or a special saint that you have time on. They have devotion for, right? Can maybe over here it is. It's a hard concrete. So at Kali Mandir, we have a lot of deities on our shrine, <laughs> right? So more than you may have, like, oh, what a, you know, I have, I got this beautiful murti of, of Kartikeya when I was in South India. So there's a month. So people, we like, you have to decorate with flowers or something, or there's mantras for each one of them. And so those people can learn, find out the mantras for those deities. I remember one time Swami Sarvadevananda was doing puja here, the Namavasha puja, and he complained because there's all these deities. When it came to that part, he didn't know. I mean, he knew the deities. Some of these said, "Who's that?" <laughs> you know, because sometimes the forms are not obvious. You know, well, Swamiji, that we worship that as Lakshmi. Oh, okay, her as Lakshmi. But technically, Kambika, but we worship as Lakshmi. These type of things. You know, uh, uh, he says you should have a paper with all the mantras. <laughs> <laughs> of all your work, work it's here finally <laughs> right it's all the mantras and all the and pranam mantras for each one of them 
because you can just worship one by one the deities, the names, but you can do each deity can have a pranam mantra also. Like if you have Radha Krishna, then there's mantras for Radha and Krishna. Like hey Krishna, Akurina Sindhu, Dino Bandhu, there's mantras like that. And I think in the earlier form of our big, big puja book, every deity has a pranam mantra also. But you can keep expanding. You can do a Dhyan mantra, then <laughs> five item worship, pranam mantra, thousand named hymns, hundred named hymns, stava, kavacha. <laughs> you know, there's really unlimited. But we have to stop somewhere. So. Here we just here Kali Mandir, mostly we just offer a flower. Anamabash I often do pranam mantras for each one of them. I'll just go through some of the lists just out of just for educational purposes, well, who we have on our shrine and the mantras we use. So for Lakshmi there's different so we have a we have two Lakshmis on the shrine. We have a small uh, Lakshmi Bengali form there she rides upon a owl. And so there's different Lakshmis. This is considered a very auspicious. It brings wealth and like this, prosperity. Uh, um, uh, yeah, very distinctly. Actually, usually, like some Lakshmis ride, sometimes she, she sits on a lotus. Sometimes she's associated with um, elephants. You know, each one of them has a different meaning. But this one is with, with, the, with the owl. An owl is, that's her vahana. So an owl's vahana is a peculiar thing in, in Indian, actually in American Indian culture as well as in India, Indian, in older Indian culture. The uh, 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 owl is a little bit inauspicious sign. When you soften, when you see an owl, is considered an omen for, uh, uh, for death. And it's interesting, but it's, I mean, sometimes I remember I was at a, I was at a home puja. I'll, I'll, I'll release it. Don't worry. I'm not. I'm not crazy, crazy. I was at a home puja, and and some one the lady, the lady of the house, Swami Swamiji, is very, very bad. Every day we see an owl. Every day we hear an owl. Every night we hear an owl, and every day we see an owl. Right. And it turns out they have an owl. You know, it's like it's, it's not it's like <laughs> you know, it's like you know, like not necessarily. It's like it's you know, you can there. There's an omen, and sometimes there's just an owl. They live there. There's an owl nest. <laughs> right, so they're gonna. If you live near an owl, you're gonna see an owl every day, right? But you know, there's sometimes different. You're driving down all of a sudden, and you say, "Oh, look, cool owl," but something's like, "Oh, an owl." You know, you can feel it when it has a little bit of this type of. Sometimes things, as they, you know, sometimes an owl is just an owl to quote Freud to, to change Freud's original mes message or something. An owl is just an owl. Uh, but so sometimes owls are considered a little inauspicious, but sometimes they're formed with luxury. She brings luxury. Right, so it's a, you have to sometimes say, oh, no, no, it's very auspicious. Lakshmi rather than owl. You have Lakshmi must be here. We gave it a new interpretation. So we have, and, and we also worship Lakshmi in the form of, um, we have a big a shank, conch, that Usha got. Jaimang Gita. Hmm, where will we put you? Yeah, because of the camera, we have a limited space. Can you stick right there? Is that okay? So uh, uh, and so there we worship we, we worship in this form of a big conch, right? And so there's the conch itself is the form of Lakshmi, and I think we talked when we talking about the worship of the conch. We have a bathing conch we worship, but with his independent of the bathing conch, we have a. I don't know if you look on the shrine. There's a big conch that Usha got in, in um, Kanyakumari. I think maybe you were there, or maybe it was that. I think you were there. You probably got. And she said she had a, a, a wild-eyed Ayapaswami devotee tried to steal it from her. And they're riled up, and then 40 days of walking and chanting, they get quite, Ayapaswami, you know, they're, they're a little bit, 
they're, 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 they're a sight. I've seen them also in Chennai. <laughs> and they enter a temple with drums, and it's like everybody stands out of the way. They're, they're in a frenzied almost. Uh, 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 um, uh. But anyway, so I think, no, <laughs> it's mine. And Louis trying to take her from her. But uh, so, uh, and we wanted, she wanted this type of, uh, of shank, especially because in Dakshinishwar, on the, there's many, there's only a few things on the shrine of Dakshinishwar. Since Takwar, I think it's in, in the list of the original, right? The big shank. There's a big conch that's there. Um, we have it over, I think it's on the same side. I think so. Perhaps. And so we do, there's many mantras you can do. We do the famous, there's a maha mantra for Lakshmi, that Shreemim Shreem Kamale Kamalale Pasira Pasira. We use that mantra. And then there's Siddhi Bhuri There's different mantras we can use for Lakshmi to pray to her. So she's on the shrine. We have a Lalita deity. We have a Raja Jashri Lalita Tepurusundari. And of course, we have a Shriantra. So we worship the Shriantra. But this is, we have a, an individual form, a beautiful form. And interesting, when we got her, I think she was got to sell. Right? But she's so beautiful. Right? Sometimes we, sometimes we buy thinking it's for the gift shop. But they immediately jump on the shrine. So it's like the gift shop. <laughs> the gift shop was just a, a, a vehicle for them to get from whatever shop they are in South India to, to, uh, to, to, to on the shrine. Many of our deities were like that, not thinking they'd be worshipped in the shrine. We're not, we have enough deities, you know. We thought we had enough <laughs> deities, but Lakshmi wanted to, uh, Tripura Sundari wanted to be worshipped. You know, so, so there's a mantra for her. Um, then, of course, we have our Lala Gopal, baby Krishna. That's been on Usha's shrine since before, before Ma, before Big Kali came. That 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 baby Krishna was there, and he's very very beautiful. Actually, Sri Ramakrishna is a verse I was quoting today in translation. I, I don't. I said, oh, I have to look it up. It's um, it's on our old brochure. Uh, uh, Sri Ramakrishna would say that in Kali Yuga, Kali Yugo, Kali uh, Lalagopal. Hello, Jagat, something like that. I'm, I'm, it's just that, and you shouldn't look it up. It's just trust me. That's the verse, perfectly recited and perfect meter and pronunciation. It means that in Kali Yuga, Kali and Lala Gopal, baby Krishna, are, is awake. Huh. Right? Because just like we, there's times when we're asleep and we're awake. At nighttime, we, I mean, ideally, we're supposed to sleep at nighttime, be awake at daytime. Some some of it doesn't work that way, but it's, it's supposed to work that way, right? So similarly, in nature itself. In, in, in winter, a lot of nature sleeps, and in spring, Durga Puja is based upon that you know idea that the untimely awakening you worship Devi when nature's gone to sleep, you have to wake her up again for the puja, right? Now, fall starts. You can feel the change. Now, the the uh, um, certain animals are going into hibernation. The plants are pulling their energy, and the leaves are going to fall, fall. You know, that's fall. You know, <laughs> idea. You know, so so things are going to so nature itself goes to sleep, right? But also that's that's true every day. In the, in, the, in the cycle. It's also true every year in the winter and summer cycle. In spring, they wake up. Fall, they go to sleep. Winter, they're fully asleep. Nature falls asleep. Some of nature, obviously. But it's also true in the yugas. And so in Kali Yuga, the deities go to sleep. Right? And in, and in Sattva Yuga, the deities are fully awake. Right? Uh, everything's awake. Consciousness is awake in, in Sattva Yuga. Right? So they also have their cycles. Right? And so in Kali Yuga, the deities also fall asleep. So it's, this is the verse, right? Uh, and so Sri Ramakrishna is quoting the verse, and that he says that or I don't know if he's quoting the verse or it's his own. Maybe it's just a translation, uh, uh, his own Bengali. You have to look. Swami Chaitananda told us this verse that in Kali Yuga, Kali, Kali and Gopal are awake. 
these two deities are interesting of all of them, right? And you can see there's something, it doesn't take much to get a response, right? Another deity, I can say other deities, not more than one deity, but you know what I mean by other If it's like sometimes there's complicated sadhanas that have to be done, right? There's also one has to have a certain level of purity and spiritual advancement to get to, to feel the response, right? Perhaps this is, you know, I'm simplifying perhaps, but, uh, uh, but, with Kali, immediately there's a response. It's like, like, like right now, like now we're in front of a living fire, a wake fire. It doesn't take much. You have to watch it. It's always living. And you, you throw something in, immediately there's a response. You throw a gin, you saw it. You threw a gin, immediately there's a response. But if it's a smoldering fire and you throw a gin, maybe some response. Right? You have to like tend it and blow and add some things and slowly try to get it to go. It's not possible to awaken a slumbering fire. But how easy it is to get a response to a wake fire. It's been in its full awake. So in Sri Ramakrishna, then Kali Yuga, Kali and Gopal. And you can see, of course, Ga, uh, uh, I think for different reasons. Kali, because she's Mahashakti herself. And and as they say, uh, Kali, Yuga, Kali Yuga is the dark age. And Ma Kali is the dark goddess. Right? Different Kali. But uh, she's... Uh, a goddess that's not afraid of the dark, as we sometimes say. She, so I don't. I think that's she doesn't sleep when when the world sleeps. And Gopal, there's no um, there's there's no yam niyama for Gopal puja, right? There's no rule regulation. There's no standard, right? If you have the mood that God has become a small child, right? Then what do you do? You can immediately bathe them. You can worship. You can chastise them. You can talk to them. You can carry them around. You can. You know, you know, <laughs> all the things you can do. You know, it's like, and he's almost, he's, he's, he's bound. He's, sorry, no more space. Okay. <laughs> Go, <laughs> Go to the other Kali temple. <laughs> yeah, Ma. Uh, uh, so if you have actually uh, that's a beautiful thing with, with, with Krishna if you have if you have baby Krishna wherever you do to him he's a baby right so he, he's he's gonna do it if you wake him up he's gonna wake up you put him to sleep he's still gonna he's still gonna cry <laughs> he, he can't even put him to sleep everybody had a baby like that so it's a very unique uh, um, bhava the seva bhava of Krishna we've talked quite a bit about it in the past all these sweet things people do with Krishna but he's he's. Uh, anyways, we have baby Krishna. He's been on the shrine for. He's been on Nusha's shrine probably thirty years, the thirty-five years before Kali Mandir. So he's still worship. And there's different mantras. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. We do a famous mantra. Klim Krishnaya Govindaya Gopi Janabalabaya Swaha. It's one of the mantras that uh, uh, Mula mantras for Krishna. And there's different forms of that mantra according to lineage and things like that. But this is the mantra we use. Govinda, Gopi, But we also have Radha Krishna. We have our main deity. We have a, a installed Radha Krishna, uh, Radha, Radha Kanta, the name of the Radha Krishna induction Ishwar. So we have our same. Uh, um, so and there's a mantra, Shreem Kleem Radha Krishna Bhyam Namaha. So with these, like when you have a, a dual, like Radha and Krishna, Lakshmi Narayan. If you just worship Lakshmi, there's a Lakshmi mantra. If you worship Narayan, there's Narayan mantra. If you worship Lakshmi Narayan, there's a Lakshmi Narayana mantra. Radha Krishna is the Radha Krishna mantra, Sita, Sita Rama mantra, right? Uh, and obviously, the, the, uh, obvi- usually, not in every case, but in almost every case, the female, or the Shakti is mentioned first. It's not Krishna Rama, right? It's Radha, it's uh, uh, not Krishna Radha, it's Radha Krishna. It's not uh, Rama Sita, it's Sita Rama, right? 
And so, and so Sitarama Bhyam, Radha Krishna Bhyam. Bhyam is that we mentioned before, it means more than two or more. Bhyo, Bhyaha, Bhyam, this ending. And we see Sri Guru Bhyo Namaha, Sri Guru Ve Namaha. Sri Guru Ve, I bow to the Guru, Guru Bhyo, Guru Bhyam, I bow to the Gurus. I bow to our Gurus like that, or the lineage of Gurus. So it's a, it's a pluralization. Om Shreem Kleem Radha Krishna. And then these Bij Mantras, that's another thing. So Radha and Krishna, not a class on Bij Mantras, but uh, 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 they have each, each Radha has a Bij Mantra and Krishna has a Bij Mantra, right? Or Bij Mantras, right? And so often in these mantras, they're, they're in the same order. So Radha and Krishna. So first Radha mantra and then Krishna mantra. So in Radha mantra, we use Shreem. Shreem is for Lakshmi. Because Radha is a not, this is a theological point. You know, it's like, we, we think, oh, Lakshmi is a form, uh, Radha is a form of Lakshmi. Right? Uh, other people say, no, no, Lakshmi is, Radha is an incarnation of Lakshmi. Or, or Lakshmi is a reincarnation of Radha. That's that's a different that's a different level of discussion, right? But the same shakti is there, shreem, and so that mantra shreem is there. Uh, and then for Krishna, we it's often used this mantra klim. It's called the kama bija, right? And so it's the same mantra used for Cupid for Kamadev, right? So that's a tricky thing because if you do the kama mantra, if you want to fulfill your desires, the mantra is klim. I'm initiating you all in tantric things to fulfill your desires. Now everybody knows. Only take ten thousand repetitions every day for twenty years, standing on one foot, with your hands above. Not easy. <laughs> it seems oh easy. I'll just chant this month, or you could like get a job and get money and buy what you want. You know, so it's probably easier than doing it by t this uh, the, the the old world tapasya. But 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 essentially that that mantra clean for comedy for Cupid. Cupid it's not Cupid, but you know I mean comedy the god of lust and desire like this right the equivalent in the, the hindu cupid is not a little cherub little cherub <laughs> he's, 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 as far as i hear he's very handsome that's what I'm like. <laughs> yeah but that's why the uh, what's his other name there's kama there's also um madan right Mad madan yeah madmata Mad Mad and sometimes there's a term madan mohan right it means he that krishna is so beautiful Everyone is attracted by by Kamadev, right? But God is so Krishna is so beautiful; He attracts even Kamadev, right? So that that's a sign. Why do we use His mantra? Because actually, Kama desire is a huge spectrum. You know, at one spectrum, if you we can say that all this Kama is like lust, gross material, or even at the lowest level, whatever the low. I mean, I'm not making. We can all put what we think on different <laughs> on the moving scale of in people's individual version of what low level, but at the other level, it's pure love of God. So it's Radha's love for Krishna, Krishna's love for Radha. That that's the real desire. That's why the same Bijman says there, the real desire, the real Kama, the, the uh, is is for God, or God for us. This desire, right? And so actually that's what we, this month, the commentary is on, I mean, I'm not making, not just talking, this is the commentary on this uh, Kamadev mantra, Bij mantra, is that even when we, when we think we want something in the material world, uh, some fulfillment of some desire, right? It's okay, we can have, we can fulfill our desires, I mean, up to, up to a point, right? Even Krishna says in the Gita, I am Kama, right? I forget the word, but, the thing, but I am Kama. Kamaham or something like that. I forget. There's mantra. I am Kama, right? That is not against Dharma, 
right? That's what he says. I am desire and fulfillment of desire. That's not against dharma, right? Because that means meaning I'm I'm desire that's not that won't take you away from God. Because fulfillment of our desires is natural, right? And 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 in the in in the Hindu system, there's the four goals of life. We have kama is one of them, right? Actually, all of them are kama. You have four goal four desire. You have you can desire many things. One of which is fulfillment of our desires. Right, and one of them is to be free from desire. That's also desire to be free from desire, right? So, so there's dharma, kama, artha, moksha, right? Hmm? Again, kama or yeah. So in Joseph Campbell's no, religions of the world, Houston Smith, and Houston Smith, uh, religions of the world or the religions of man, two versions of the book. He has a uh, he he starts a section on Hinduism with the title "You Can Have What You Want." This is the this is the this is the the um, the, uh, the the offer of Hinduism. Actually, you can actually have what you want, right? So you can so if you want if you want uh, the normal pleasures of life, or physical pleasures and emotional pleasures, philosophical pleasures, aesthetic pleasures, that's also. I mean, you have to do the necessary work to get them. You have to earn them in a certain sense, but. If you if you want a refined pleasure, you need refinement. If you want a gross pleasure, you need you know it's like you can have what you want like that. That's kama. But then the question he asks is, but what do you really want? Right. That's the question. You can have what you want, whatever. But what do you want? So when you have when you get what you want, are you satisfied? Right. So if you get what you want and you're sa and you're not satisfied. Then you didn't get what you want. That's like the simple, <laughs> right? So we like we find oh I satisfied the desires, and I'm not satisfied. That means you didn't sat you didn't really satisfy your desire, right? That's that's the thing, right? So the question is what do we really what do we really want? I'm sorry, I have a Spice Girls song in my head. <laughs> I think it has a line. I'm sorry. I really don't want to have a Spice Girls song in my head. That's what I really, really, really want. I'll tell you whatever. <laughs> Can't help it, sorry. 30 years of mantras, and this is what comes in my head at the dunya. <laughs> we can't always have. So anyways, <laughs> so what do we the question is, what do we really want, you know? And so that if you satisfy your desires and you didn't and you're not satisfied, that means that wasn't your really desire. And so and but you, you, sometimes you don't you don't know what you want until you've you've accepted the process of elimination. Either you you see and it turns oh that's not what I wanted. I'm not happy from that. It didn't satisfy me. So you try something else, or by satisfying also you you work your own system out. It's not that you realize oh it's not what I want. By by maturity by experience you experience you you learn. What's what's more valuable and what's and you you know as we mature, hopefully our desires mature along with it. That's true of that's true of of of, of, of regular pleasures of life. Artha, it's also true of our economic desires and security. We need prosperity. We want the uh, the money and energy in order to to accomplish our goals and to satisfy our desires and give us security. Right, but you see, you know, it's like we, we struggle so hard, to, we work so hard in order to make money to be secure. But when do we have enough money to be secure? When do we, you know, it's like, you know, it's like once you get a really good, a really good paying, great, I hope all of you who are struggling, with, I hope you get a really good paying job. Then will you be secure? <laughs> like, it's like the problem is just like the desire does not satisfy you. Money ultimately or wealth and prosperity doesn't fully satisfy. It satisfies something. If you're hungry and you eat something, you're satisfied. Right? Oh good, I'm not hungry anymore. Right? 
So at that level, it satisfies, but the real hunger is not satisfied, right? Mabati. And if and if it is satisfied, it's temporary, right? That's another problem. Even if you are satisfied and you are secure, it's temporary, right? You can see you can be you can be very secure financially, and from one day to another, you're insecure. You can be really healthy. And one day, another one accident or one one doctor's appointment, and your whole world collapses. You know, everything changes. You know, it's amazing. You know, it's like, or one 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 bad report, right? And your whole world can change. You know, so that's the thing. Even if even if it's hard to satisfy our desires, if and if you do satisfy your desires, it's temporary. That's the problem. So what we really want. So the along with this, the art uh, dharma, artha kama, moksha. Right. The idea is actually what we really want is moksha. We really want God. Moksha means liberation and freedom. I'm not saying moksha is a particular philosophical school's version of what freedom, what the desire is. But we want to be free from suffering. We want like if you want to be free from suffering, that's okay. But even exactly in the Bhagavatam, it says actually there's not four goals of life, right? Uh, dharma, artha, kama, moksha. There's five goals of life, right? They they give in Bhagavad Dharma they give bhakti. As a higher goal of life, right? Because we don't just want to be free. We want to be free to do something, right? We want to be you not just be free from suffering. You want pleasure, right? You know that that you don't just want to be you know uh, uh, you don't want to be you you don't just want to be free from insecurity. You want to be actually secure. You want the that that it gives it gives value to our actual desire, and therefore Krishna's mantra. And this mantra is also used in Kali Puja. There's many Kali mantras. With this uh, Kama Bija in it, right? Actually, it's in the Devi Bhagavatam. It's very esoteric verses in Devi Bhagavatam that equate uh, 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 Krishna and Kali, based upon commentary of this Bija mantra, right? They're the same reality, right? The same mantra split in two to serve two different purposes in the seemingly multi-faceted universe. It's uh, in in uh, in a. Uh, uh, Badly translated in Devi Bhagavad. There's no good translation of those verses, but it's very interesting, right? We can't understand except from that. That, that book gives a lot of details on this. But anyways, this Kamabija is that Krish, that the the clean the clean mantra is what we really want is union with God. That's bhakti. That the at the highest essence bhakti. So that's his mantra. So Om Shreem Kleem, Radha and Krishna, Pyam Namaha. We do the same thing with 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 Sita and Rama. It'd be also Shreem Kleem. Sita Rama Bhyam Namaha. But sometimes, sometimes you'll see, oh, it's actually Shreem Ram. Ramaya Namaha. Right? Oh, Sita Ramaya Namaha. Or sometimes Radha. Uh, um, 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 uh, um, or like, uh, so, so sometimes there's mantras where if you don't know a specific Bij mantra, like there's some mantras that come down, like Shreem Kleem, Krishna Bhyam, that's a mantra from Shastras come down through lineage and, and through text, right? But uh, uh, let's say you have a deity of Prahlad. You have Narasimha, mantra for Narasimha, Shreem, Shraum, Lakshmi Narasimha, Bhyam Namaha. Shraum is a mantra for Narasimha. That's his Bij mantra. It's the... <laughs> that's the sound of the ripping apart of Hiranyakashipu. It's a very deep mantra. But for Lakshmi Narasimha. But what about Prahlad? Right? So, so it went, in that case, you can take the first syllable of the name. Right, and then add Chandra Bindu. So Prahlad is Pra, Pram, Pralada Maha. 
and then the month the name becomes Navocative. It means not just a uh, uh, Pralada, but O Pralada, right? Praladaya Namaha, right? So for Lakshman, Om Lam Lakshmanaya Namaha. We use the first mantra. He doesn't have a special mantra. You can say, oh, he's Vishnu Tattva, so we use Kleem. There's mantras, Om Kleem. But often we, people would just Om Lam Lakshmanaya Namaha. Right, that's a, the, as far as adding Bij mantras. But also, Om is also the universal Bij mantra. So it's Om Lakshmanaya Namaha, like that. But anyways, here we, we have uh, 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 Mahatripa Sundari, Baby Krishna, Radha Krishna. We have um, several forms of Durga. There's different mantras for Durga. Dum Durga, Shakti Bhairavye, Swaha. Durge Durge Rakshini Swaha Rim Durgaye Namaha This mantra is used in Durga Puja Om Dum Durgaye Namaha There's different mantras like that And Rim is also this So the mantra Rim in this case This is called We've mentioned this before This is the Hrileka mantra Which means the A line or scratch on the heart Right Also known as the Maya Bija uh, And it's considered the supreme Shakti mantra for the Devi In the Devi Bhagavatam Devi herself says all my puja can be done with the mantra Hrim. And this mantra is considered equivalent to Omkara, to Pranava. Om is for Brahman, for Shakti. Hrim is a universal mantra. But Om Hrim, Durgaye Namaha, that's common. Om Hrim, Dum Durgaye Namaha. Why Dum? Du, right, in Durga, with Chandra Bindu. So you find, all of a sudden you look at, oh, I can see how these mantras are put together. They're the syllable of the name with the Bij mantra, right? Then we have uh, Kamakya. Kamakya is from Assam. We have a uh, uh, we have a small container with holy things from Kamakya. Probably from one of your visits also. <laughs> you collected. She's been to. She's helped collect a lot of these holy things. Actually, uh, um, uh, uh, so we mantra for Kamakya Devi Namaha. Annapurna. We have a deity of Annapurna. Om Rim Annapurna Namaha. There is a mantra Annapurni Sarapurni. People may know this mantra. This is from the Annapurna Stotram of Shankaracharya. We use it sometimes for evening, I mean for uh, prasadam, for eating food. Especially in sannyasi ashrams, this is one of the mantras that's always chanted. Along with Brahmarpanam, Brahmahavir, this mantra. Annapurne Sarapurne Shankara Prana Valabe Jnana Vairagya Siddhartam Viksham Dehi Chaparvati. Annapurne Sarapurne. Oh, Parv- it's a mantra for Parvati. You are full of food and you are full of everything. You are fully, full of full. Shankara. Panavalavi. Sorry, I know how to say it, but if I take it apart, I forget. I don't have it. Shankara Pranavalavi. Now, this is interesting. This means it's Shankara, Lord Shiva. He's a life and soul of Lord Shiva. She's alive. But also, Shankaracharya is writing this hymn. So he's also saying he's the life and soul of... Oh, Devi, you are the life and soul of Shankara. Shankaracharya can pull that off a lot because his name is Shankara. <laughs> so he does that a lot in a lot of his hymns, you know, or hymns attributed to him. Right? Shankara Prana Valave. You are the life and soul of Shankara. Jnana uh, Vairagya Siddhartam. Right? Bhiksham Dehi. I am asking alms. So Lord Shiva himself comes and asks alms of Mother Parvati, of Annapurna, right? And this uh, this scene of this is in in um, Benares, the famous Annapurna temple down the street from the famous Kashi Vishwanath temple, right? Biksha and, and and the form is Lord Shiva who comes comes as a mendicant, begging food from Parvati, right? 
Shiva's but what is he actually begging? Jnana Varagya Siddha. Artha. Siddhartam. So actually he's at, Artha means wealth. What wealth is he asking for? We ask, oh Ma, please give, please give me a good job. Please let our kids do well in their exams. Be, you know, we joke, not be bit by snakes. <laughs> we have a, the basic line is, let us do good in exams, not be bit by snakes. These are the two main things. You know? <laughs> These two important, maybe, you know, uh, 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 but actually, he's praying. The artha he's praying for is jnana, varagya, and siddha. So uh, uh, jnana means knowledge, wisdom. Varagya means renunciation, detachment, and siddha means perfection, in the sense of perfection. Biksham dehi chaparvati. This is when we go. Uh, when a little boy gets his upana, he has to go begging. Babati biksham dehi. Babati biksham dehi. Oh, good woman, give me alms. They make out pretty good. It's way better than the uh, than the 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 Jewish equivalent um, bar mitzvah, you know, they, they go, they uh -huh. could, Arjun did pretty good, I remember, <laughs> during, during his uh, Biksham, going around Biksham day, oh mother, give me, so this is Shiva himself approaching the mother, in this case, his Shakti, Biksham uh, Dehi beautiful, this is Annapurna, I think Shiva himself, uh, uh, in, 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 in Banaras, he, he only agreed to stay there because Mother Parvati fed him there, she became Annapurna and fed him there, and he sat down. And 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 otherwise, he that's not his natural place. It says, oh, he stayed there because of him. Isn't there something about Govinda Baba said about the bend because he mm. started to walk away? He, oh Ganga. yes, the Ganga. That's right. There's a place in the Ganga where it's unusual. The Ganga flows which direction? Always. From from. Hmm? Northwest to southeast. Yes. Northwest to southeast, right? But then all of a sudden, at Banaras, it curves. And comes back and then goes back, right? It says that because he was one, and she quickly prepared food, and so he turned around, came back, <laughs> ate his food, and then continued, right? So that's what. So Annapurna is very important for uh, Lord Shiva's presence, and 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 Annapurna is very. We have a beautiful Annapurna Murti, small Annapurna Murti, and that um, nowadays it's uh the restriction for go for getting into the kashi Vishnu temple is not so strong right it's a hindus only type of thing but now the standard what means hindu is looser at one time it was very strict and you couldn't you could you weren't you you were denied entrance you know yeah uh, so usha was denied entrance many many years ago with pornadas baal and his wife uh, manjudas and and she was not happy <laughs> crying crying that shiva doesn't love him you know like that, but she so so uh, uh, Das took her to the Annapurna temple and they had darshan of Annapurna. Their mother is no restriction; everybody can come, right? She's feeding everybody, right? And then she also bought her a small Annapurna murti to touch Ma's feet, and so that came to Kali Mandir. So we have this Annapurna. So every deity at Kali Mandir has some meaning, mm -hmm. right? You know, it's like none of them were bought on you know catalog looking for <laughs> we want we need this deity we need that deity you know it's not the way everyone has a story most of them come from a holy place right and i thought very interesting when you go to a tirta holy place you the atmosphere is so wonderful and you and when you go on a pilgrimage right when you make the 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 uh, the, the journey the quest in the old days the mythological hero's quest on a pilgrimage then you bring something back you bring some charm you're bringing something back to your village to bring prosperity, to bring happiness, to bring blessings back to your home. Right? That's a common thing. You're, minim minimally, nowadays, you have a laminated card of the deity. 
there's always whatever there's always uh, uh, usually attached to every temple is a place that at least you can buy a laminated card of the deity right because then you have and we, we also sell a lot of laminated cards of, of our deity right it's also not, everybody can afford that also it's a couple dollars or a couple rupees you know right you, so uh, 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 but then you bring that you bring some holy thing back and that and that's literally what's what's built this place to all the pilgrimages of all the devotees are not only people's prayers here but people bringing holy it's come it's built mm -hmm. even Sri Ramakrishna when he went he built his his Panchavati where he did his sadhana mm -hmm. right so he of course he, the five trees auspicious trees are there then he he planted Tulsi all around it right and then he had dust from Vrindavan that he had collected and he spread you know it's like so he you know it's like it's built from all these holy things you know uh, um, so uh, that's part of when you go to a holy place. Uh, that's one of the reasons why holy places always have a gift shop, right? Because it's, it's true. It's it's that it's of course it's you know it's like the gift shop at you know at the ride at Disneyland. <laughs> the ride ends in the gift shop. <laughs> you know, it's always like it's it's cleverly placed, strategically placed. But there's a reason for it. Even you can see even uh, Disneyland's are now our new temples, our new tilt. Somebody comes, you make a on a difficult pilgrimage across the <laughs> the Shingha uh, parking lot all the way to you know whatever the to get that you know yeah. and then you get something you have to take something home right you buy something here you know even on a mundane material level we still do it right but in the ancient days you go you on pilgr and pilgrimage was sometimes it took years months for sure maybe years right tell me Gyanananda said actually the olden people didn't always come back you went on pilgrimage not knowing if you'd come back Holy Mother did a pilgrimage. Took over, it took over a year, when she left uh, the village, right? Uh, Sri Ramakrishna's father, the pilgrimage, he walked from Kamapakur to Rameshwaram, mm -hmm. right? From Bengal to the South India, right? Walking, right? How long? I mean, Swami Chaitananda told us he, the other day. He told this story, you know, how much, how long it took. It was nine months pilgrimage like that, right? So it was, nowadays it's difficult enough. You have to, you know, you get on a train, you whatever. You have to. You know, it's a 22-hour wait at the Calcutta station for the train to come. <laughs> it's still not easy, but it's easier. <laughs> you know, and so when you go, when you come, you bring some charm back. I mean, we use this. I'm not using the term to diminish it, but it is that you bring some something that brings blessings, prosperity, health, uh, back into the home, back to the temple, right? So almost all of our deities of Kali Mandir are those type of things that have come. Somebody has brought those things that have uh, holy items that have come from distinct places, like our Bhairava under the tree, right? I think you were also there for this one. You bought, you got at, uh, bought just outside the Bhairava temple in Banaras, right? So when I tell people, oh, this Bhairava comes from, from the Bhairava temple in Banaras, right? It's like, oh, that's very, that's very meaningful. It's not just a statue, you know? You know, we want the one that looks like the, like the small, you know? Uh, uh, every, every deity like that here. Kamakya, Annapurna, Hanuman, we have, of course, we, we for many years, we had a small metal Hanuman. It's still on her windowsill in her office. Right? I forget what she got in India, I think. But then a beautiful, uh, um, also came for sale, but jumped on our shrine. Right? We used to, uh, uh, his eyes are so beautiful, the most beautiful eyes of any, the little small marble Hanuman that's on the shrine. So beautiful, right? So, and then his, there's different mantras for Hanuman. The one we use is Om Ham Hanumate Dudrat Makaya. Pat Hanumate Namaha. Om Ham, where Ham, from the first little of Om, from Hanuman, Han, Ha, Chandabindu, Ham. So his be Om Ham, Hanumate, O Hanumat, Hanuman, Hanumate, Rudratmakaya, whose essence, whose Atma, is the essence of Rudra, 
Shiva is considered, or Hanuman is considered an incarnation of Rudra, the 11th incarnation of Rudra. Right? Rudra is Ekadasa Rudra or Gyara Rudra, the, the 11 forms of Rudra. Uh, and so Hanuman is the final or the 11th incarnation. And that's why often people chant like Chalisas 11 times. We do Ramnam on Ekadasi. Why this number 11 attached to him? Because like, the number 11 is for Rudra, for Shiva. But Hanuman is an incarnation of Shiva, specifically the 11th incarnation of Shiva, right? as per Puranas. You know? So he's the essence of Shiva. And so sometimes we think, why Hanuman? There's, uh, there's no Devi temple that doesn't have Hanuman. Right? We also have, you see, we are, our Hanuman four times the size of our Devi. <laughs> right? it's, not a, it's not a Hanuman temple. Right, but it's a, and and we've we've gone we've we've noticed that always there's Hanuman, mm-hmm. right? Uh, even Dakshinishwar, we figured Dakshinishwar is the only exception. There's no Hanuman at Dakshinishwar. There's a Hanuman at Dakshinishwar. It's secret, but probably there since before Dakshinishwar, right? It's um, it, uh, from the ghat that goes from the main temple, the main what's that, uh, the main ghat to into the ocean, into the river where Thakur would bathe. Yeah, Chudni, the main, the main ghat, right? If you, if you're from the river, you're looking up at the temple. This side, there's gardens between the Shiva temples and and the river. There's nowadays it's mostly it's not very, but there used to be gardens in there, right? And the other side, there's still gardens, but the other side, from from that side to the to the kind of the river, is uh, closed. It's not public, right? So that's why most people don't. And so there is also every temple has to have a tulsi munch, right? There were a tulsi shrine. Right, we have one in the front, right there. Dakshinishwar, they have a small tulsi next to the Radha Krishna, but because they even have to, they have to uh, put a fencing around it because everybody, everybody wants to water tulsi, <laughs> and so you have seven thousand people watering tulsi every day. So the tulsi just dies; it just drowns, right? Even though you put friends like that, but that so that can't be the, the main tulsi that's worshipped, right? So in this part of the garden, there is a big steps and a huge thing with like five plants planted like a huge tulsi, right? And a little tiny little shrine thing that you go in Pranab helped us and told us how to go back and you can go back and find there's a small beautiful painted Hanuman thing and, and, and you can see people there's the priests are doing puja there's puja done to him every day but it's not public that the pilgrims if you know where to look now if you go and you go where the Shiva temples are you look up and you can probably see oh, I, oh there is probably the Shiva the Hanuman temple right but it's, it's, it's very cool knowing a secret place at Dakshineshwar. That's one of the great temples. Uh, yes, yeah, so there there's the other Nahabat. That's right, that's right. Yeah. There's two music towers. Hmm? Yeah, on that on that side, on that edge, yeah. But close to where the main the main steps of the river are, it just you know, like if you're going up the steps from if you like if you were if you were to land back in the day when you can land at the main steps, you don't do that anymore where people bathe. If you're coming up just right here above the fence there. It's right see, there. You see from the boat you can see. You can actually see it's it there. Close yeah. to the bridge. Yeah. It's but you but you don't know but you don't know what you're seeing. Yeah. That's the thing. Right. But there's Hanuman there. So the question is why is Hanuman there? You can see Hanuman at a Ram temple. That makes sense. Hanuman's the eternal servant of Ram. Right, of course and what's this month to say? Over my door it says this, right? Because he's that that, that no one you protect the, uh, Ram's kingdom, and no one comes can enter without your permission. Roughly that, I think, right? Is that what it says? Roughly, right? 
So, so, so that makes sense. He's the gatekeeper to Ram's kingdom. But he's also the gatekeeper of Devi's kingdom. Right? So that's a strange thing. So one simple answer. He's Shiva. Right? <laughs> right? So he's Shiva. So of course, wherever Ma is, it's going to be Shiva. And even if he took a form to serve Lord Ram, right? If there's a Kali temple, he's going to stay there also. That's a simple answer. Right? I told this to one devotee. He immediately gave that answer. Right, I said, why is it he, he without missing a, a beat, without missing a be, beat? He said he, she, he's he's Mahadev. Of course, he's going to a Devi temple, right? But there's a there's another very nice story. Uh, 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 we haven't got. We're supposed to talk about Ramakrishna Puja today. I guess I don't think we're. <laughs> anyways, we're talking about about Hanuman today. Uh, uh, he's a very nice story. He um um uh, in the I forget the, they they sometimes call it the Shakta Ramayana. Right, there's 300 or more Ramayanas. There's not one Ramayana. There's over 300 Ramayanas. Right, it's a very good article you can probably even find online by an anthropologist called the 300 Ramayanas. Right, you can. Uh, uh, it's a very interesting article. But anyways, with a sign, I, I signed it Berkeley 30, 30 years ago. If I remember it. But um, uh, in in one of these Ramayanas, it's a Shakta from the Shakta perspective, and there, Ravana. No, I may be mistaken. I'm, I'm, I'm jumping ahead. There's too many Hanuman of the lot. I have a three and a half hour talk on Hanuman you can find on my podcast where I take a lot of these stories about Hanuman. <laughs> yeah, it's very I think it may that actually class may have been given at your apartment. <laughs> Remember when the temple was closed during construction? Yeah. I think I gave a talk on Hanuman at your place. That's like, right. was at your place. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, it's an interesting because tons of research on all these different stories most people have never known. We only know the main story from Tulsi Das or Valmiki. We know the main lineage story. But anyway, there's another story where you heard about Ahiravana. Ahiravana is Ravana's. Ravana is a very great, whatever you think of him, whatever he's done, he may have done some mistake like that, but he's actually a great soul. You should never, careful not to criticize Ravana. Ravana had a lot of great, even Ram, it says, when he saw him, like, whoa. First time he saw Ravana on the battlefield, even Ram was impressed. Right? He was he was not a normal person, a great devotee. He had a unique Leela to do. But he had a cousin brother called Ahiravana. And Ahiravana was a demon, a pure demon. See, Ravana is actually he's half Brahmin, half demon. Right? That's why he's like he has so part of his family are Brahmins, other part of the family are pure demons, are Rakshashas. Right? Ahiravana is in that category. This is that part of the family, right? And so in the battle, he was, he was losing. I mean, Ravana was, I mean, Ram and his army did pretty good, right? So using black magic, he trapped Ravan, Ram and, and Lakshman and, and took him into hell, Ahiravana, this, this, into the hellish realm, right? And, and there, but who is he worshipping? In the Chandi it says, both gods and demons touch your feet, O Devi. Right? So we're devotees of Kali, the gods are devotees of Kali, the demons are also devotees of Kali. Right, decoys are devotees of Kali. Actors, even even worse than decoys, actors are devotees of Kali. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like these are like yeah, artists. I've heard it. You've heard about the artists. These very unsavory characters, <laughs> right? So, so even the demons are devotees. So there, what he was going to do, he had bound him with magic, with magic ropes, right? And created like we think of like a pentagram. He created a yantra, a pentagram-based yantra, with five candles, five dipams to to to. To a yantra to catch one of the things yantras do they, they control and catch energies so they caught Sita Ram and Lakshman and in front of Kali he was going to cut off sacrifice Ram and Lakshman not just kill him 
these are these are you have such powerful kings. How much power he can, if he if he sacrifices them to Kali, he can get so much siddhi, so much power. You know, in the underworld, he could be, be the king of demons, like Ravana is the king of men. I can become demon. You know, he was like this, right? So, so in the middle of all this, Ram and Lakshman are trapped. Hanuman, Hanuman is he's so intelligent and so tuned. He immediately ah, Ram and Lakshman are in trouble, and he found he went. He found he followed him into the into the hellish realm where he was being hidden, and seeing him, he's from a distance, and he saw the scene, right? Ka, a statue of Makali, right? Uh, Ram and Lakshman trapped by a yantra with five lamps, right? And shh, shh. But isn't that the, is this also at the door he fights his son, Hanuman? That's an, that's another that's good another story. story. This is not a talk on Hanuman ultimately, but they're <laughs> actually to get there, he fight, Hanuman has to fight his own son. Hanuman's son. son. Hanuman's a brahmachari. <laughs> anyway, it's very interesting stories. Yeah, you think he was, but it's a very interesting story. Available on podcast at her apartment. <laughs> Three and a half hours. <laughs> Call on Hanuman, the glories of Hanuman or something. But anyways, uh, so and Hanuman, one of his qualities, he has extremely smart. Right, and the name there's a, there's a extreme, very high intellect. Balabuti. He immediately he knows exactly what to do, and also he can become really small, really big, right? To so become really small, and he can fly. Did I mention he can fly? Okay, there's <laughs> Hanuman has a lot of great qualities. He's Shiva. He can do whatever he wants, right? So he becomes really small, and he figured I, I know what to do. Even Ram and Lakshman, the story said, didn't know what to do. They were trapped, right? And this is going to be Rob. They're, they're going to be killed. The power is going to go to Ahiravana. Ravana is going to reign supreme. Sita is not going to be. Rescued. It's a bad situation, right? But Hanuman could fix any situation. That's why in really big needs, you can create the Hanuman. He becomes really small, and he he flies and he whispers into in Ram's ear what to do. This is the it's like in every like every good show. It's like that. There's always a, here's a plan, you know. <laughs> there's always you have to whisper the plan, otherwise it doesn't count. Yeah, <laughs> right. And so he whispers the plan, and so then Rav, then Ahiravana. Now bow your heads. I'm going to chop. Right, he says, and Ram says, "I'm a. I grew up as a prince, right? And princes, we've never. I've never bowed my head. Even kings, even when in front of their gurus, they don't bow like that. We normally do. They, oh, oh pranams maraj, you know. They, you know, they, they, they're not accustomed to bowing, right? You know that that. So he says, I've never bowed. Neither me or my brother have never bowed our heads." Right, and he's like, so we don't. I don't know how to. That was the thing. Ahiravana, <laughs> <laughs> with all his power, maybe he can be easily fooled, perhaps. Right? He says, "You show me." Right. So how exactly? I'll do it if you want me to do it. I'll do it. You know, it's not that I won't do it, but I don't know how. Right. So, uh, uh, so Ahiravana bows his head. Right. But just then, because Hanuman knew the the spell, this yantric tantric spell with the five lamps. The, the way to break it is that each lamp had to be extinguished simultaneously. Oh, yes. Right? One person can't do if I, you know, you do this or blow it like this. So he immediately, he, he, he uh, manifested five heads, Panchmukhanuman. Right? And each, some, so, but because he is himself a, a divine animal, right, as a monkey, his other heads are divine animals. Hayagriva, the horse incarnation, Narashinga, the man lion incarnation, Varaha, the boar incarnation. Garuda, the divine um, uh, eagle, and his own. No, this is on. This is only five in this story, right? Uh, uh, uh. And so he manifests the five head, blows the candles. That that all of a sudden, Ram and Lakshman are free, 
and Ahiravana is bowing his head to show how to bow his head, and the sword is right there. So Ram grabs the sword and chops Ahiravana's head, and thus offering the final sacrifice <laughs> to the goddess Kali is Ahiravana. Right? Even better than a king is a demon's head. It's very powerful. You can get a good demon. I'll tell you how to get real power in this world. I'm telling you. I'll send you a list of possible candidates. It's a long list, you know. So, uh, uh, so, but then Kali, it says, saw what? Because she's she's there accepting the offer. Whatever whatever you approach her, she responds. That's a unique thing about Kali. Why is it that a demon can worship Kali and get power? Right, anybody can worship Kali, and whatever you feed her, that you get. I think many years ago you made this point, Gita, that whatever you Kali, whatever you feed her, you get. If you feed her love, she gives love. If you feed her anger, you get anger. If you feed her violence, you get violence. Whatever you feed is that's what you. She's living, right? And so uh, she was. So she was there to accept the offering when she sees what just happened and who orchestrated this. It was an impossible situation, right? He, he, he can get out of every impossible. He always gives perfect advice and does the perfect thing. In all the stories, Swami Omananda tells us a lot. He says, Hanuman, you see that he has perfect intelligence in every situation. And so she gives him a boon, right? And the boon is that just like you are eternally a servant of Ram and you, will always, and you guard his kingdom, you will also guard my, my temples, right? So that you are also a guardian of, 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 a, of a Devi temple. Right, so every of course we have a small, but all of a sudden, we also end up with a giant <laughs> Hanuman, you know. So just a simple thing: we worship. Why do we worship Hanuman and Kaliman? They are in our uh, uh, uh. very, very interesting. We went to a, a temple in the jungle between Rishikesh and Deradun, called with Swami Bodhicharananda Maharaj, called not Manasika Devi, not Manasa or. Not Manasa Devi, Manas Devi. It's not like the like the god of the snake goddess, but it's a jungle deity. And we went there, and the Mahant, the Pujari, did not like us. Right? He wasn't pleased. I think maybe he had some struggles with Bodhicitta, but he didn't. I don't think he liked people like Westerners just showing up and have. He wasn't pleased with us. Right? He wasn't being overly. I mean, we did our prayers, and but we also know they have a huge. The Manasa Devi is like a little thing, but huge Hanuman. Hanuman is like four or five times as big as our Hanuman, right? And so, and so he came. So he was not. You know, but I, there's a secret that we had. We our business card, a little picture of Ma, of our Ma. <laughs> oh, Maharaji, there's a This is our temple. We're a temple in California, Dakshinishwar. You know, so look, and you can see him like. <laughs> I remember very interesting. He was because he was getting upset, not because of. Because now he had to be nice to us, and he didn't like he didn't he actually didn't like us, but he had to be nice to us because we're pujaris at a Kali temple in America, right? He had to, you know. So, so he told and he told his attendant make make chai. So now he had to make chai. So he sits down, and the tea gets made, and so we're like, what do we do? It was limited Hindi, and he didn't speak any English, but I think so maybe somebody there, maybe Swamiji was there translating. I forget exactly who was translating, but. Uh, so we, what do you do when you ask a senior person? You have to know how to ask questions to senior sadhus to get because even somebody who doesn't like you, he has much knowledge. You can get knowledge. And everybody likes to talk shop. Right? People who have knowledge, they know. But how do you get esoteric knowledge in somebody? So you, by ask, the knowing how to ask the question, you pull knowledge out of them. So first it was you know you know you're uh, you've been you're a lifelong pujari and sadhu at the Devi temple. We're just beginning. You know we need your blessing. So like. That creates a proper 
something like that. And so I, he, he said something or something. I forget the point. But then I asked a question. Maharaj, why is Hanuman worshipped at a Devi temple? This is not a Ram temple. There's no Ram deity here. Why Hanuman? Right? And so he didn't give this answer. This is the answer. I, I asked many people this question. Right? That was a theme. One of my questions I'd asked at Devi temples. But he gave a different answer. This is like, these, are, these are lifelong tantric sadhakas. You get new things from them. right? And he says, oh, actually, there's Shiva. I mean, there's always Bhairava, we have the protective deity, and Hanuman at a Devi temple. But when a, when a Devi Upasak, a Devi worshippers, worships, right, they're always there. So you don't see what happens. He says, you don't know, but this is what happens. I'm not telling you what well, happens. Right? When you sit for meditation and begin to, worship, uh, to, to do Devi Puja or meditate on the Divine Mother, Goddess Mantra, right? he says, Dakinis and Yoginis come with pictures of Amrita and they bathe you. And you can feel they, they purify you. We're not pure enough to worship the Devi. They come knowing you're about to worship the Devi. They come to purify you. So they're purifying you. Then Hanuman comes and, and he, he comes from behind you. Right? And he puts around you a sacred thread of nine strings, of nine colors. Something like that. Right? Remember this, right? I'm, something like this. He goes, I mean, I'm... But, and he said, no, not one string, not two strings. You know, he's like, he's very, like, <laughs> this is like secret knowledge. It was nine strings, you know, of, very, of different colors like that. So he puts a sacred string on you, and then Bhairava circles you with his weapons to protect you while you're chanting. He says, you don't see this, but this is what's happening. It's, Hanuman is here. You know, that's a very interesting... These type of things, you if you ask these people, and maybe, maybe that's not in any scripture, and maybe no other sadhu thinks that, <laughs> right? But this is his experience, right? And you can collect new information like this, these secret things, even from somebody who doesn't like you, <laughs> and doesn't want to talk to you, and resents talking to you, right? But the thing is, he's that's his, he cannot, just like you can control baby Krishna by putting him in, put him to sleep and go go to sleep, you can control sadhus by etiquette. If you ask properly, they cannot not answer. Like he says in the scriptures, if somebody asks any question properly, uh, sincerely from a sadhu, the sadhu is bound to answer. And if you ask any question improperly, the sadhu is required to walk away and ignore you. Right? So, that's, if, he, so if you ask a sadhu and you don't get a good answer, you don't answer you, it's probably because... <laughs> either he's wrong or you asked, you asked incorrectly or it's not a sincere question. But if it's a sincere question, ask properly, they're bound, you, they cannot not answer. It's their duty. Right, even if they don't want to. Interesting, Hanuman. What time is it now? Six oh okay. okay, that's not so bad. So we worship Hanuman. Here it says that the Gandapushpe Om Rim Namaha. This is a mantra, a preliminary this is a auxiliary mantra to the Chandi. When you do Chandipat, when you recitation, when you chant the Chandi, the book itself is worshipped. Pushta push uh, pushtaka, uh, pushtakaya means book. We worship the book, right? But this, but the mantra Rim is for Devi. So this book is Devi, right? And actually, we respect all scriptures. We don't put them on the ground. We don't touch them with our feet. We don't leave them open outside. You know, there's there's ways to respect any any book. All books should be respected because they're Saraswati. I remember when Haradanji, we had in the back. We remember back in the days before the telephone told you where to drive. We had the. <laughs> Thomas, Thomas Guide, Guide, right? Thomas Guide was our, 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 everybody had it in the back, on the floor in the back seat, you had a Thomas Guide. Everybody had it, right? We, we look it up and maps and from L3 to, you know, we, yeah. <laughs> we, we did all that. So we had it and, and he said, no, no, don't put, um, uh, uh, don't put, put in, 
he didn't like it was on the floor, right? So all those like that. And but then there was also some like like some advertise, you know, some junk mail like advertisements on the floor of the back, you know, and you're going like that. So there's also well, these are just junk mail, right? It's not like scriptures, my God. No, no, but it's saraswati. All writing is saraswati. You have to treat properly, even throw away properly, but don't step on it. You know, the proper treatment of junk mail, the respectful treatment of junk mail is to throw it away, not to step on it, <laughs> right? Everything, everything has its proper use, right? Right. Um, but so, but the chandi is not just respect; it's worshipped. There's two books that are worshipped. Of course, the Guru Granth Sahib. This is the classic. The Sikhs are worshiping elaborately at the cover of your head, and it's being fanned all day. And you know, it's like they do worship of the book, right? But uh, 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 we respect book. But the Bhagavatam is is you do puja before reading. It can be worshipped and kept on the shrine and worshipped. And the chandi, and in Dakshinishwar also, if you ever go to Dakshin, if you ever in, in the shrine, there's a um, uh, the very old styles like a um, they don't make the very antique probably from Takwar's time it's like an angelic type of being holding mm -hmm. the, the, these like a tripod stamp you know like that and, and, it's, and the stand is the chandi wrapped in red cloth and it's holding there so that's the chandi has been worshipped since Takwar's time is it listed in the, in the description? I think so even M mentions it in the description in the Katamrita right Right, so we also have a small. We got one that's in. We wanted one, a uh, very beautiful one, small from the Gita Press, I think, version we have that had the, the original. That we wanted the Devanagri to have in the original language, and it's also wrapped in red cloth, and it's also on the shrine. If you look now at the shrine, you'll see something wrapped in red, underneath, Holy Mother's picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's now, it used to be at Durga's feet. Now it's just in front of Holy Mother's feet. Where can we put you? We got another. No, no, no. We have to. Uh, if you go around this way, you can. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Watch out for the camera not to hit. Daima, daima. Right. So the chandi is worshipped, right? And there's another mantra, like the mantra for worshiping God is chandi, namas chandikaya. We often do that. But the mantra properly is Om Hrim Pushtagaya. And we worship this book, right? It's and you can do full you can do full puja to the chandi. It's considered for direct form. Even there's that Saptasulki chandi. Seven verses from the chandi itself considered the full chandi and, and considered the full durga. Saptasulka durga durga saptasulki. No. Yeah, so the saptasulki, right? That means that this just these seven verses are considered fully de devi. Right? You can you can worship just these, these verses. You by reciting it's by reciting the whole chandi. By reciting it is full worship of full puja of devi also. So of course, you shouldn't just worship the chandi, you should read the chandi, not just worship the chandi. But even if you just worship the chandi, what is that story Sri Ramakrishna told of uh, somebody who was uh, 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 somebody who's reading the... Um, the, the uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm mistaking stories. There was a, 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 oh, a blind man with the, with the Gita crying. Right? And somebody says, why are you... No, no, I see... I see Krishna, right? He did. He couldn't read anything, in, but holding the book, he literally Krishna and Arjuna is in front of him, right? So the book itself is the divine itself. Push the guide, Maham. We also we have there's only a small list here uh, on our shrine. We also have um, uh, Mina, um, from South India, uh, Mukambika. Mukambika, Mukambika. Did you go to Mukambika? So you also went with Sushant this pilgrimage, Susha. Uh, and also, same thing. You want something from Mukambika, you know? Mm -hmm. She's such. A, oh my goodness! What a what a 
we were there for Shivaratri. Very wonderful, right? Very powerful, wonderful. And the Mukambika temple is said to be built by Shankaracharya. But actually, the place, the temple was built by Shankaracharya, so the story goes. The place was worshipped by our ancient Rishi, I'm forgetting. And it's a stone that's it's like a two-colored stone. And it's said to be Shiva and Shakti. And Shakti slightly bigger, the Shakti side, the left side, right? But that stone is meant, said to be the bindu of the, the cosmic Sri Yantra. Right, the yantra that's that that has spread this. When we think of the Sri Yantra that has spread the world, that's the Bindu as per tradition. And her form is very; it's a beautiful form, and she has beautiful alanka, beautiful jewels, gems. And most famous is this, maybe one of the uh, 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 most precious gems in the world. Almost, it's a huge sapphire. If you look, our our little Mukambika has a little so, um, green stone to, be, to represent. That's her most, but it's only. Uh, it's it's avail- there's an evening arati like like a Sunday arati after dark the the first arati after dark at Mukambika that's the only time when this that gem is out and when you see it literally you you get blinded by it by this gem she has you know it's like when they do the thing you just like like it's it's really overwhelming that's the only th- and then they it's not all the time on her probably for safety purposes also right and they're also interesting interesting she's worshipped as Lakshmi. Saraswati and Mahakali three times a day she, in the morning she's worshipped as Saraswati in the evening in the afternoon as Lakshmi in the evening as Kali very interesting right it's a, one a really incredible temple really incredible many as we have her form we worship her especially because we have no Saraswati image on the shrine so we can be, I would think of her as specifically and actually she's connected although she's all three she's primarily worshipped as Saraswati right so that's so she's a uh, Saraswati Devi they do all oh, the first writing there. Uh, doing their first writing, the first letter. Yeah, that'll be a very auspicious place for that. Yeah, oh, and, and they take her, they take the image out because the big image is there, and then there's two smaller images that are processional deities. I forget one's 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 Kali, the and the other the other one they worship as both Lakshmi and Sada, something like that. And they go many times. First time they get carried around the, the temple. Everybody runs with a priest. Then they get put on a palaquin. They can run a temple. Then they get put on a boat and they pull around a temple. Then they get pulled on a chariot and pull around the temple. It's very interesting. There's all these. You have to run after it, you know. And then on, it was Shivaratri, so uh, it was a rare time where they take her out of the temple grounds and go to the through the town. Through the town. Yeah, very interesting. Stop at every shop, and every shop have their, you know, they have their yeah. kolum and. Their, yeah, it's very, it's wonderful, Mukambika. But you see, we. You went. You went to. You went there. We we had to bring something back, right? They can't just go and bring back memories. Now I just click, 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 click. You know, you can see. But but you want something and, and something that you know can just be touched. I think actually maybe the I, if I'm remembering the story. You were there, but I think if I remember the story that one of the priests chose Usha wanted something. The priest said, "Oh, buy this one," and then maybe touch Ma's feet or something like that. You know, so that's also here Mukambika, the the, the Bhava Mukambika, who also is on our shrine. Uh, we have Shankaracharya on our shrine. We have uh, Sadbuj, Mahaprabhu, the six-formed arm, eight, six-arm form of Chaitanya as Krishna, as an incarnation of Krishna, uh, Rama, and Chaitanya himself. This form was shown to. It's a very esoteric form. It was shown, as per Shastra, it's, it, we know three times that he showed this form. One was to Samabodha Bhattacharya, I think. He was a pundit in. 
Vedantic scholar in Benares who said that Chaitanya needed to know Brahma Sutra. He's a sannyasi who didn't know Brahma Sutra. What type of sannyasi doesn't know Brahma Sutra? This is the main text for sannyasis. I'm a sannyasi who doesn't know Brahma Sutra. So I'm, I'm in the, I'm, <laughs> but unlike him, he actually knows Brahma Sutra, right? And so he said, okay, you teach me Brahma Sutra. He said, well, it's not proper. I'm a householder or sannyasi. It's okay, you know, you, we, we accept. And so he gave lessons. And for four or five days, he gave lectures on Brahma Sutra. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu didn't say anything. Right? And, then, and then when he asked, he says, well, you're sitting there. Didn't you understand? He says, well, the verses I understood perfectly. But your commentaries, I don't understand one word of it. You're like, the verses are obvious. And he got so, you know, the ego of a pundit, you know, it's like a scholar, you know. Right? He, says, he got so angry. He says, who do you think you are to, to, to say such a thing? And then, pow. <laughs> and two-armed, he had the bow and the arrow of Loram. He had the Krishna's flute. And the and the Danda Kamandalu of Chaitanya. That's one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It was very interesting. So there's, yeah, there's many forms like that where he showed this form. So we have we also have Gornitai. We have different Chaitanya. Even in Dakshinishwar, now not. But as far as when I first when we first started going to Dakshinishwar, in the inner shrine there was a, there was a, always a, a, a painting of Gornitai or Chaitanya hanging, right? In Takwar there are many, but in, I think in the since they redone the the tile work inside, I don't think there's a picture hanging anymore. Of, 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 there's always a picture of Chaitanya in the inner shrine at Takshinishwar. Right. We've always had here in the picture. Radha Krishna, we have Lord Jagannath. Right. Every every statue has a has a story. Uh, Usha wanted a Jagannath. So Swami Chaitananda went to Puri. He was in Arisa. He went to Jagannath Puri. But she only wanted Jagannath. Not Jagannath Baladev and Subhadra. But nobody would give just Jagannath because then you break a set. Right, nobody's going to sell part of you know volume three of a five volume. You know, it's like it, you sell the full set, right? And finally, he found somebody who's, who, uh, while he was negotiating with uh, one of the sellers, uh, a um, uh, one of the artisans came. No, 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 sell this one. I'll, I'll replay. I'll make a new one. He was uh, the the carver was there, so that's that first. And then years later, so Usha had that one since before Kali Mandir also, but then later, little Jagannath Balitas, all three of them are still there. I did come. But so that that deity we've had, I don't know, thirty years or something, maybe longer. Swami Chaitanya himself brought it from from uh, from Puri. Also, you go to Puri, you bring something from Puri. The best thing you can bring from Puri is Jagannath. <laughs> yeah. The second best thing you bring from Puri, Jagannath Prashad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially they do. They offer Jagannath eats a lot. He eats sixty-four times a day. Right, he's a he's he, he eats he has a good diet and and, 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 and uh, but one of the things they do is a special mahaprasad special food. It's it's cooked rice that's then dried, and then sold, right? And, and so uh, Sri Ramakrishna believed that this rice was 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 directly Brahman. Right, he said while ev- while God is everywhere, that's not what he means. Some things are directly God. One of which was the prasad, this type of rice prasad of Jagannath. Another was the water of the Ganga, Brahmavari, Gangavari, something like that, right? Is that right? Gangavari, Ganga, something like that, he said. That the water of the Ganga is liquid Brahman. So it's not different from Brahman. Then the dust of Vrindavan, right? And then when he went to Banaras, he added the atmosphere of Banaras, the air of Banaras, something like that. Air of the atmosphere of Banaras is non different from Brahman. So these four things are directly Brahman. So, so anyway, so if you and and I'll give you a secret. This is a real. They're called bhakti tablets. <laughs> if you eat a grain of this this rice, it will give devotion. 
Thakur said. Does rain, does rice grains from Jagannath, it gives devotion. Devotion. Yeah. So Thakur himself every day would take some of these grains. He kept, he had a container. And he tried to get, he'd give it to the, his close devotees so they could get devotion. Swami Chaitanya tells the story a lot. And then he, he gave it to, not, uh, to Swami Vivekananda, the young Vivekananda, who was like, oh, this is ridiculous. Devotion is the thing with the heart. It, it tends to do with this is this is completely unscientific. This is super not just scientific. It's superstitious. It's stupid superstitious. I mean, it can be. I mean, it can be like this gives eat this. This will make you give an A in a class. Well, it's not the way it works, right? And then Swami Swami Chaitanya tells Swami Thakur argued reasoned with him, right? Do you agree that uh, uh, that certain types of food, if you eat it, will give you constipation? You know, that's true. Obviously, you know, certain food gives constipation. <laughs> Do you believe that certain types of food, if you eat it, gives has a laxative effect? Because yes, this food gives bhakti. <laughs> what's, the, what's the problem? <laughs> it's not that difficult to understand. You know, it's like it's like that. <laughs> Logical, right? Certain food has an effect. This food has that effect, a spiritual effect. But he didn't, Swamiji didn't believe it. So Swami Chaitanya says that Sri Ramakrishna would buy sandesh from a shop near Dakshinishwar that where Swamiji would like this food like the sweets and he'd put these grains inside the sundae <laughs> because like a laxative whether you know it or not if you eat it it will have an effect you don't need to believe it or know about it right so he'd put so, so that's that the young Naren would get some bhakti also you know? <laughs> so this is Jagannath and and then he and then and then he'd sent he's and and he told M get Jagannath Prashad when he'd run out what do I do? So, but he's not going to go to, you know. So M would go to Hara Station, Hara Station, or Shelda Station, the older station, maybe Shelda Station. The Shelda Station, I was called. I used to. I haven't been there in years. The second, the second train station, Shelda Station. I think in Shelda Station, or maybe Hara Station, where the trains would come from, the pilgrims would come back from, from, and he'd go. And he's a dignified person, a school teacher, Western educated, English speaking, right? Begging the pilgrims, do you have any? Can you spare some of the, the right of the Mahaprasadam? Right? Collecting so he bring it back to Sri Ramakrishna. So we also have some of this. We, I forget to take, therefore my bhakti is not so my spiritual digestion is not very clean right now. Bhakti. What time is it now? Six twenty five. Who else do we have on our shrine? Oh, that's right. We have comedy we have first we first we wanted the uh Ushabhata beautiful um, we wanted a cow. We don't have a cow, right? We should have a cow. Really, without a cow, you're not a human being. You have to actually. There's a there's a mantra that says that that land that doesn't have brahmanas, doesn't have flowing water, and doesn't have cows. That is that's an inauspicious land, and or the chanting of the Vedas. These four things have to be in order to make a land auspicious. It has no cow prints, no cow urine, no cow dung. It is not a, a auspicious place. So that we have everything, right? But we have no cow. Right, so when um, uh, Harudan uh, Haranaya from Rajasthan, New York, the Guruji from the Rajarajasthan Pitam, he says actually during special pujas they have to do cow puja first before Sri Chakra puja, but they also don't have a cow, but they have a, a big uh, a brass image of a cow that they do Abhishek. They do the full puja. It's just like we worship we, we worship the, in the deity form. You can even worship the cow in the deity form. Right, so thinking of that, we wanted a cow, right? We have a small cow by Krishna, but that's more that's part of the Krishna shrine, right? We wanted a, a proper cow. We should find a beautiful cow, while in, in 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 brass, beautifully decorated. That's that's nursing a calf, 
It's a perfect symbol of, 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 of the Divine Mother and like Kamadenu. this, right? Kamadenu, yeah. But then, see, Kam, the Kamadenu, the original cow? Shabari? So, Shabari. Shabari? Shabari? No, Shabari, no, no. Subari. The original divine cow. It's like a, it's a half, it's a, a divine from the heavenly worlds. Right? Kamadenu is her manifestation, incarnation. Right? So later, when one of those, she has wings. You know, she's a divine that we also have like that. But also, see, people could accuse us of worshipping a golden calf by such things, right? Isn't it? We're worshipping a golden calf. We should worship a golden calf. Actually, I mean, this is a little bit controversial, but not controversial. There's some evidence, right? You could see, actually, even that when in, in the story, in the biblical story, when uh, they left in, into, the, into the desert and to follow Moses in his revelation, uh, revelation, and Moses went up to the mountain to talk to God and didn't come back. And so the people got nervous. They left everything. It wasn't great what they had, but at least they had security, you know. And they got nervous. And so it says, oh, then, then they, they melted down their gold, which means their most precious thing, and they made a, an image of a calf, right? a cow, right? And they were, and then Moses came, he was very upset. You know, the, the, the story's told from the Moses perspective, not from the <laughs> Devi Upasak perspective, right? right? But this is, this, is a, this is the symbol of the mother goddess. Right, and there's evidence also. There's a book. There's a book called the uh, the um, an old book, not a very exciting read, called the uh, uh, Hebrew Goddess. There's other nowadays. There's probably better books written in, in these lines, but the Hebrew Goddess is one of. It's an old book that talks about these the connection that the the the, the that they were they had uh, goddess forms. They didn't win, right? And and Jaima, uh, Jaima, you want to come over? You can come. You can come sit. I'm beginning. I think taking care of, of parking. Over here, right? So, so maybe this is a view that what they did—they made their mother goddess, right? That they, they made an image of the mother goddess, right? But the thing is, the new religion wasn't about the mother goddess. So there, there was a, at least the way the story is told, right? But to me, that's very interesting. The people, oh, the, oh, the, the, oh, the, like I even one time we were, we wrote an article for a magazine on Kali on Puja, right? And we talked about the, the, the deity forms, that the deity forms are just regular forms and made up things. They're not golden calves made up by man's imagination, right? When we later published this in a book, we've taken out that sentence because now I have a different view because I don't think golden calves are made up by human imagination. They're, they're, they're ancient world. This is the deity people would worship. You know, the golden, golden calf was, uh, uh, the cow is a worshipable thing in many traditions, the Hindu tradition especially, but in many traditions, right? right? It's just not the right not the right God, but it's an appropriate God. It's not the right God, right? So um, uh, it's not made up. Usually they say, oh, they just made up an image, you know, because now it seems so preposterous to have, like, to make an image of, like, it seems like if you, they, can make, they, they invented a God, right, and then made, and then it's so ridiculous, they invented a cow and they began to worship. What could be more foolish and stupid than that, right? That, that, can't, be, that can't be accidental that they worship the cow. A cow is a symbol that many cultures worship. So even now, we're worshiping a golden calf. So we're, we've been thinking, I wonder if there's an, an, a, a date where that's believed to have happened. We should do golden calf puja in honor of our ancient ancestors who worshiped the golden calf, you know. Right? We worship all, we worship both sides of the, we see both, we, we appreciate both sides of the, of the divine, uh, both views of the divine. Right? Uh, so, so we have a golden calf. Who else do we have on our shrine? That everybody? That's pretty good. Tell me. Yes. Ah, uh, yes, yes. So, so some people say he broke them. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right, there's different, there's or, these are esoteric oral tradition, right? And he went back, but this time he came, first he came down with golden tablets. The second time he came down with stone tablets, right? And according to um, to uh, 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 Mel Brooks, he came down with three tablets. <laughs> Do you remember this scene ever? Anybody remember this? I bring you the 15, then he, break, he drops one and says, 10 commandments. <laughs> <laughs> And then Father Guido Sarducci, if you remember him, a famous uh, comedic priest from, uh, uh, in the, he, he claimed to know what the, the other five, he said the other five were suggestions. <laughs> like uh, a good advice, like don't wait after swimming, wait, wait a half hour before eating, or some, after eating, wait, you know. Like, but it's, like all Mel Brooks movies, it, <laughs> the joke goes too long, but <laughs> still it's a funny thing. But, but I think it's very interesting that the golden calf, we actually have a golden calf, and we had it, and you can also, you can worship calves, you can worship horses, and we had a horse here, you can do horse puja. You see outside our gate, right, this is Aya, Aya, Haradan Aya, like Guruji from, from Rajasik region. He also told us, no, no, you put uh, on both sides of your gate, we have, you know, on our gate, we have Lakshmi and Saraswati, right? But if you go further out, right, on the, on the, in the poles, there's a horse and an elephant, right? These are these are these actually they look this like a, a beautiful tile of a horse and tile of an elephant, but he says these are representative of ancient uh, protective goddesses, right? Uh, 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 mentioned in the in the Brahmana Purana, the Devi, the, like that, and they're 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 um, uh, nothing inauspicious can enter, right? They're very protective. He says when we had unfortunately Bela is no longer across the street. Our wonderful emotional horse <laughs> across the street uh, uh, but just having that horse is actually her she's looking at everything that it it's very fine no 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 uh, it could be very auspicious and so we'd go and we'd on special days and before special pujas we'd go and feed her a little bit and give her some affection Bella what's your blessings we're going back inside so this is so this is the uh, Man, so we've listed as Mandira Devata Puja. After worshipping all the dev, after the Panch Devatas, Guru Ganesha, Shiva, Surya, Narayan, Durga, uh, and the the in the Navadurgas and Dashmahavijas and all the things we mentioned last time, right? Also, we worship who's okay. We worship who's on the shrine. Who this is also we the this is our who's on our shrine, but also this is where we worship our Kula Devata. You're our family deity. Of course, in the West, who's our family deity? You know, if you're a Christian family, Jesus is your family deity. Yeah. Right? If you're of a Mexican family, like we're in the Mexican, Our Lady of Guadalupe is our family <laughs> deity. You know, it's like something, there's some deity that was that's traditionally been worshipped, that you have a connection to. Right? Or your Ishta Devata, your personal deity, maybe different than who the Pujas do. Right? Or um, uh, uh, your uh, uh, Grama Devata. We, we don't have that idea so much. You have the village deity, household deity. The established deity. There's all these different. Like we we can be doing uh, Satyanarayan puja, but the established deity is Kali. So we have to worship Kali as part of Satyanarayan puja because there's a Kali temple. Although the puja is Satyanarayan puja, right? Like that. Or here we worship Sri Ramakrishna, Holy Mother Vivekananda. They have established here, right? You know, even no matter what the puja is, especially here. But even I go to somebody else's house to do puja, and maybe they're not even Ramakrishna devotees. They don't have a picture of Ramakrishna, but still, whatever we're doing, we include them. They're they're part of our. They're with us. These are our deities. These are our, our uh, things that are meaningful, right? An idea we don't want to leave anything out, right? But Tell me. If, if we have a, a special saint or mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what would you 
Well, so like sometimes, so sometimes it's sometimes we use the uh, like when I'm in people's home and I see saints on their shrine, right? Then we usually do like a guru mantra because we think they may not be our diksha guru, but we have that we have some relationship that way. If they, sometimes they have their own mantra, sometimes you can turn their name into a mantra, you know, <laughs> or mana reaching Om Ramaya Namaha. You can you know maybe they're and and sometimes you ask people they're like oh I ask when I go to people's shrines when I'm doing home pujas I have first I go so who's that. Who's that? There's little, sometimes they're really small little things that have been passed down. A little, there's a luxury, a little silver Lakshmi that's this big. But I mean, that's been in their family for generations, right? That's Lakshmi in their home, you know. So you have to worship Lakshmi. So who's that? And, and then there's like, oh, oh, this is our, this is our Grama Devata. Who's that? It says, they look at me. I don't know it's our Grama Devata. <laughs> they don't know. It. They don't know the name. So I mean, it looks like a mound, of, like a, a red mound of mud with kumkum all over it. <laughs> right? So we om grama divata namaha. You know, like we do something, right? Uh, 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 when Trishul, uh, 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 professor, uh, was at my visiting my house and in, in my my apartment in Berkeley, right? I, I, I was doing puja every morning. He just sits and meditates. He says, Trishulji, can you do puja? Yeah, I can do puja. He was trained in puja. But he didn't know all my deities. I have Nishingadev and this and that and all these. They're unique to my shrine, right? But he did. I, it was very nice. He worshipped each one. Every male deity, he did Ramakrishna's mantra. And every female deity, he did Holy Mother's mantra. Sarva Devi Devi Surupaya Sri Ramakrishna. That was perfect. You know, it's like he, he honored every... He didn't leave anybody out. He, he has, you know, sometimes he has, is that a man or is that female or male? I mean, <laughs> sometimes it's not even clear that... Little mound with orange powder over it <laughs> becomes your worshipful deity, you know, right? But but anything, but so the 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 worship, the idea you want everything should be honored and respected. It's all invited. These are your deities. These are your family deities. Your personal deities. Your lineage deities, right? So we we invite them when we do puja, but also they they live in your house, right? So you have to you can't just walk by somebody who lives there when you're doing something auspicious, on an, especially on an auspicious occasion. Everyone should be worshipped. On Amavasya, everybody gets. We go around. Takes us twenty minutes. To make every, every shalagram has a tulsi. Every every deity in in the library gets a mall gets a flower. You know, we everybody. When something big's happening. Everybody has to be honored. Everybody has to be fed. Everybody has to be remembered. And we with each one of them, Sri Padukam Pujiyami, we 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 we're touching each one of their feet and we're getting their blessings. Right. We need the blessings of all. That's the thing. Puja is actually not us. It's not actually us worshiping and giving stuff to God. God doesn't need anything. Right? It's us begging God's blessings. This is the way. Even, even when we offer a flower, with this fairy flower, I give you this. Oh, but actually that's not it. anything. It's like, oh good, finally somebody gave me a flower. Right? Oh good, somebody's, somebody's asking for blessings. That's what it means. Right? We, oh, please give me your blessings. Please give me your blessings. And also we, you know, people worship, also devotees are worshipped. Saints are worshipped, trees are worshipped, tulsi is worshipped, stones are worshipped, the ground is worshipped, everything is, fire is worshipped, you know, we give everything blessing. Whereas, as uh, uh, um, Ram Priyada says, we bow in all directions. Jayamaka, I'm being, we're being full, we're going to have to go, we'll do the puja. So, speaking of that, we have to worship all the deities inside and do arati. Thank you for your kind attention. You can figure out how to turn that and save it. We can upload it to his. Let me turn this off.